I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by KMA Audio Machines. An effects pedal range sporting undoubtedly some of the best looking graphics and best sounding circuits out there. With a heart and soul well rooted in the classic tones of yesteryear, but with a mind firmly fixated on the present and future needs of musicians, KMA are an extremely exciting new brand. Handmade from start to finish and with unwavering passion for perfection, each and every pedal is designed using a custom double-sided PCB, assembled, silkscreened, tested and numbered by hand in their own workshop, all of which guarantees high quality, while the use of a virtually indestructible powder-coated die-cast enclosure ensures maximum durability. KMA Audio Machines truly stand out as one of the most exciting new brands in the business. Now available worldwide via Audio Distribution Group. Or visit kma-machines.com for more details. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham, the choice of a new generation, Jay Cross, a DD generation, and Matthew Knight. Hello. I was trying to remember the extra lines to Mark's quote, and then I was like, I'm going to get it wrong. I can't outquote Mark Packham on that film. No, well, it is. What is impossible. it? I don't know what that is. Wayne's World, mate. All oh, right, okay. Do you not remember when we won, almost won that quiz? <laughs> when when you and Maddie almost won a quiz and I sat there next to you drinking a beer. Sure. But uh, I thought you might have taken in some of the answers. What, via Osmosis? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> Great album, mate. Ozzy it's Osbourne. Probably my, it's probably Osmosis. my favourite Ozzy Osbourne album. It's not, I've never listened to it. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone has. Anyway, <laughs> um, this week on the podcast, uh, we've got some cool news to, to talk about. There's some new stuff, some exciting new things from Fender, from Line 6, some fun synth pedals and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got, uh, we, we're have got we going to continue the mini quiz as well, which is going to oh, be fun. Oh, about that. Oh, yeah, the mini quiz is continuing. And we're going to take some questions from the... Uh, um, from the Facebook group. We, we are, we are, the, we are. We've done it every week. We've done at least one. We'll definitely continue. Um, but uh, but before before we do that, I should introduce our new patrons for this week. Um, uh, quite a few people this week. So uh, welcome uh, to Nicholas uh, Karakos, to Nicholas Kroger, to Brian Smith, to Kyle Harris, and also to Ridge Creswell. Ridge joins us at the $10 tier, so he'll be in addition to the song this week. Uh, wonderful. Nice. You still yes. doing that? Thanks for, yeah, uh, thanks for getting involved, everyone. Yeah, thank you very much, everyone. You know, especially in, in all, you know, as tumultuous as times are at the moment. So thank you very much for joining us on Patreon. And we will continue to throttle you with content over on our Patreon because, of course, um, you'll be getting this this main episode ad-free and early. And then if you're uh, above the dollar tier, then you also get access to our Patreon special episode every week. We've recently finished our no, series. No, wait, it's $5 of... tier, surely. Yes, yeah, what I said. What did I say? You said above the $1 tier. Yeah, above the $1. Yeah, so the $5 tier is above the $1 <laughs> okay, tier. Fine. <laughs> okay, fine. Technically, yeah, right. though, <laughs> people can pledge however much they want. So of they might they be, can. They might be pledging at $2, which is technically above the okay. $1 tier. But so not at, at, the $5 at $5 tier. or more, uh, you get access to 
our Patreon series. Recently, we've just finished our Gear of the Decade series, a 10-part marathon series where we're deciding the best gear that's been released over the last 10 years. And uh, we are we're a couple of episodes into... Um, the Pedals That Made Us, a new series with me and Matt, where we're talking about all of the uh, uh, the rubbish old pedals that we used to buy at the uh, dawn of the century, right up to the uh, to all the incredible things that you can get today. So, I'll tell you uh, what, doing that with you, Joe, has been a trip down memory lane oh, for yeah. me. I've I've remembered so many things I'd sort of forgotten about my guitar purchasing history. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're talking a lot about that. Do you know what I remembered recently was that I actually think the Marshall Jackhammer is a great pedal. That's <laughs> it's a perfectly good drive. Yeah. Underrated, underrated. Have, have we all owned? Have pedal. we all owned a Jackhammer? Oh I've, come on, everyone must. I've have. not owned a Jackhammer, but I've played plenty in my time. I, no. I owned a Jackhammer. I feel like it's one of those pedals that like everybody's right owned, but nobody ever really admits to. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I think it's a rite of passage owning a jackhammer. Um, did, did I did I mention? Um, I think I posted it in the. Maybe, did I post it on Facebook? I probably didn't. I bought a. I've continued the Dan Electro mission into other variants outside of the food series now. Oh yeah. And I bought the Cool Cat version one transparent overdrive, which is basically a part for part copy of the Timmy. Um, it was such a de- straight copy that they had to change the circuit because <laughs> everyone complained. But apparently, I was like, I expected. You remember those those Cool Cat pedals that are like? I think they came out like seven or eight years ago. I thought they were plastic. They're not. They're metal. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're like, the, the big body, ones, the, the switch bizarrely is plastic, but the rest of it is all metal. I'm like. Ah, so now I've um, I've gone down the route of trying to get all of the original Cool Cat um, series, and I'm still after the wah pedals they made, the ridiculous Cadillac shaped wah pedals. Oh, the Daddy O. So they, they had the Shift Daddy, which is the slapback delay where you can control the delay time with your foot. Uh, they had the Trip L Wah, which was three different wah circuits in a zebra housing. And then they had the Daddio, which I think is a wah pedal with a distortion and an octave effect built into it. Yeah, you could push. I think if you push the, the exhaust pipes on the side. <laughs> yeah, but I think also if you push the toe down, it does one thing. If you push the heel yes, down, it t- does yes. another. I think it is all switchable. Um, and I, I, did I actually mention I got a Dan Electro free speech about two months ago? I <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you did. I think I saw you You did that. Sorry, just jumping back to the, the previous one. Which one was it that you got? Which Cool Cat? The Cool Cat transparent it's called transparent overdrive okay and you reckon <laughs> sorry just to confirm you you said you thought they came out about seven or eight years ago yes um Please. would you be interested to know that actually they came out in 1998 <laughs> <laughs> not this one surely not okay here is the uh here yeah um just i, I found it on music radar the press release so a bunch of them came out at the same time including the uh the transparent overdrive 39.99 pounds it was at the time wow. um but i've got a, a great little review here for the um thick overdrive the cd1 the cool cat drive one uh and uh, here's 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 the press release drive is a typical overdrive pedal piling on extra gain and distortion to your sound you can set the tone control so that there's a little tonal change when you kick the pedal in. But the knob's main function seems to be for adding more sparkly presence when needed. Ideal if you're going to be using the pedals for solos that cut through the mix. With a volume knob that has bags of range to keep your level the same or boost it when you kick the effect in, <laughs> it's possible to add just a touch of the drive knob to dirty up your clean sound for those crunchy rhythms. And a bit more for blues, or max it out for deep, thick distortion with plenty of low end. So, what this tells me this is... has been an audible production. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> what what this tells me is, in uh, twenty two years since this pedal came out, literally nothing has changed in the way that people describe pedals. <laughs> I also want a Patreon series of you just reading reviews. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, Joe will have to do a lot of uh, post. 
post gain EQ, uh, like post production EQ to filter out some of those high frequencies. That is true. That um, is true. I would. But yeah, I was just going to quickly say, just to correct anyone that was looking, it's the Danowar, not the Daddio. Danowar is a fuzz war with ox switchable octave, and the triple war is uh, three different war sounds, and then the shift daddy is the one shaped like a hot rodded. Well, they're all shaped like hot rodded Cadillacs, but this one actually has flames on it. Um, wow. Great. Impressive Great pedals. pedals. Very they impressive pedals. And, and sorry, you, you're saying that it's like, it's the original one. So so just looking at this, they actually did a, ver- a version two. They did, which changed the circuitry slightly. That's when it changed. But the original one is the uh, is, is basically just a Timmy. It's Timmy, yeah. Huh, how about Timmy. that? That's interesting, yeah. isn't it? crazy wow. hmm, absolutely now um <clears throat> the, the 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 reason we, we we kind of got off subject there but um we were yeah, I, I was talking about our, our patreon content because of course there's all the extra things that you can get all those extra series um do you know that our patreon now have we have 488 episodes available on our patreon now admittedly you know a, a large chunk of those will be um the the podcasts releases themselves um but uh but then you know a, a big ch- the yeah the the podcast because you get the podcast ad free and early oh so it's not there's not 500 things on there there's 200 250 unheard things probably yes yeah around yeah. that between sort of patreon specials gear of the decades um the pedals that made us bar chords and of course the friday specials that we're now doing again um every every week from uh, from now on um the friday specials go up on, on thursday on the patreon so you can get get involved in that as well but also, I should uh, I should announce that, of course, we are still running our big pink uh, giveaway. We've teamed up with uh, Tate FX, Marcus Deluxe Pedalboards, uh, Ashdown, and uh, Bright Onion um, to bring you a big pink giveaway. So the winner of this competition gets receives a Tate FX Antares Overdrive in guitar in pink, a Marcus Deluxe Pedalboard in Guitar Nerds pink. A whole bunch of pink accessories from Ernie Ball, pink cables, pink wristbands, an Ernie Ball pint class even. And we've even thrown in some Guitar Ned's Gravity Plectrums as well as an Ashdown Rootmaster single 15 guitar uh, bass cabinet in pink and a Bright Onion Pedals Guitar Ned's pink ABY that even has a Guitar Ned's logo on it. A whole bunch of, uh, of pink stuff. And of course, entry is open worldwide rather depressingly for how much it will inevitably cost me to send it to you <laughs> now we've got to do to enter is visit any of the guitar nerds social media channels find the entry post and then comment on that post tagging a friend who you think should also enter we're going to announce the winner on wednesday the 6th of may right here on the podcast so not long not long to go so enter and your last chance to enter will be on the 4th of may because we record a couple of days in advance so yeah, that's going to be a whole bucket of fun. Anyway, so that's that's kind of all those things uh, covered at the start. I've done the the I've talked about the giveaway and all those other bits and new people. Matt Knight, I think you've got some exciting stuff um, yeah. this week. I don't know where you want to start. Like you you've got new amps, you've got into some new video stuff. There's there's some cool stuff going on with you. Yeah. So. Um... Maybe I shouldn't admit this, but um, I didn't have a boss amp at home to do some work with. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) I need a boss amp at home. Um, And I kind of wanted something because I've been looking at um, amps anyway. And I'm like, look, I just, you know, let's let's, let's get a boss amp. And um, I was like, do I get a katana? I was like, look, I'm not going to use many of the effects. And I want, and I love my Morgan so much. I'm like, I wonder if we make anything and i'm like yes we do we make the next tone um so i, I got a next tone on um on on staff loan to have at home because i actually wanted to just have a bit more of a play around with it usually i'm in the office we've got a whole little uh, product room with everything plugged in i'm so used to having everything there so i was like okay next tone and i've been messing around with it and i'm like 
man, it's it's been it's been great because one I can I can record with it. Um, I can go out of the line out into the spire and do some stuff that way. Um, but it's you know it's all the great feel of a katana, but it's just it feels a bit more like vintage. Well, that I was guess. what I was going to ask. Why why go for this over the katana? Um, well, um, as I think we spoke. I can't even remember if it was on a podcast or not, whether I was just talking to Jay. I think it might have been last week we were talking about Princeton's. And I was like, my Morgan PR-12 is basically a a Princeton. Um, And I was like, I I kind of want to run a stereo Morgan rig, but I definitely can't afford to do that. So I was like, if I get the next tone, I can probably dial it in the same. And lo and behold, next tone, 6v6 setting. Um sort of deep diving into the menu a little bit, dialed it in pretty much exactly the same. And because wow. it's that class A, B feel, it's, it's got that, you know, I was saying just before we started to mark, it's got the same feel that the Katana has. You know, you dig in, it feels dynamic. It, it you know, there's that real player feedback. Um, but also just as part of my job and testing stuff, um, I got a Wilds speaker, which is something I, I don't even remember remember if I mentioned when we launched it, but it's the same speaker that we put in the Katana Artist, um, which is a modified um, Marshall Greenback, basically. So taking all the elements do? from a Greenback speaker, but making it 100 watts to work with the um, to work with the Katana Artist, which is a 100 watt amp. And I've been running the next tone into that speaker, um, ah, into one I of the see. Zilla cabs. Um, so so yeah. what, you, you fitted that, um, that speaker into one of your Zilla cabinets yes right. yes so um so i'm running a kind of one one princeton with like a greenback and one with an ev so one with a bit more of a kind of british fl- flavor as it were and then one that's like super clean super high headroom so with the with the next stone what what's the what is the price difference between a next stone and a katana uh good question i think next tone stage is 499 Okay. Pounds. Okay. So, um, so, so you know, it's still a slightly, very affordable amplifier. Yeah. Um, but it's much more geared towards the power amp side of things and kind of right. th- thinking about how different valve types respond rather than the preamp side of things in the katana, which is giving you a clean and a lead and a drive. This is much more about the power amp um, feel. And then I finally, finally got a DD200. Um, because I had a bunch of those pedals lined up to bring back with me before lockdown. And then uh, the day I was going to go into the office to pick it all up and bring it home, because I was like, we're probably going to get locked down. Should probably bring all the stuff home with me. Um, we got put in lockdown. So um, I got a DD200 here. Because one thing that um, I loved was all the ambient guitar sounds out of it. But the other thing was like, I need a, I want a smaller looper for my pedal board. And I didn't realize until I read the manual that that glorious thing that you can actually set an external foot switch just to control the looper. So the DD200 can be a delay pedal and a looper at the same time oh, that's rather good, than individually. That, that's really good because that is something that people often like. That was a question that we used to get all the time with, like, say, the flashback. Um, yeah, flashback delay or whatever is. Can you use it? The the bit the X four. I think no, the X four. I think you could, couldn't you? But with the um, with most delay pedals, it's either one or the other. Yeah, you had to put it in the delay mode, and I was like, I, th- I kind of thought that was the same thing here, and I didn't realise until I read the manual that you can set a control pedal like an FS six um, or something, or you know, any two button control pedal that one side can be like the loop activate and record, and then one side can be the stop, so you can still have all your delays. And use all your delays, but then you've also got the looper at the same time. So I was like, oh, that's wicked. I'm going to, I'm going down the route. I guess that leads on to the other thing is I'm going down the route of um, trying to actually make some ambient compositions. And I'm sure most people who listen to this podcast are aware of Andy, Andy Offling, who is the ambient guy that um, does a lot of the Chase Bliss demos. Not knobs the this is the other guy that does a lot of the demo videos on their stuff and he's been doing a thing at the moment most mornings he's been doing a thing called morning care which is basically a two-hour ambient live stream and it's just a guitar (laughs) and his pedal board and it's just absolutely mesmerizing to watch because it is literally like listening to brian eno but the man just has a guitar and a pedal board and i'm like how is he doing that like how because if you think about a pedal chain, if you've got something at the end, 
you know, like a delay pedal and you've got other, everything compounds together, you know, a delay running into another delay, like running into another delay, running into a reverb, but he's using an old blood noise sig- signal blender. So he's got f- two parallel loops. So his two loopers run in parallel. So one never loops into the other. Oh, I like this. And then puts a old blood noise, dark star reverb at the front with the level set to a hundred percent wet. <laughs> so when he turns it on, you get no attack from the guitar. And then things like the mood and like a bunch of the other Chase Bliss pedals are doing all the like ambient glitchy stuff. And um, he then runs MIDI out into a iPad and that controls the volume level of the Chase Bliss pedals that have got looping functions on them. And it's just, you watch it and you just get absolutely like, it's the best like meditation thing to listen to <laughs> but at the same time the guy's got this incredible pedal board doing all this amazing like full ambient compositions i'm like i have to try and do something similar so i'm doing some experiments with the mood a dd200 and using like um, an ls2 that runs in in parallel so um i might i might have a mess around and maybe stream it to the guitar nerds page or something and oh that sounds fantastic see if man. i can uh, see if i can do some some ambient um ambient compositions to uh, the world of guitar nerds and didn't do you, some testing out. Matty, didn't you say you've just invested in some more like good live streaming kits so you could potentially yeah. be doing this? Yeah, I've got some some LED lights, um, a little um, clip-on uh, lapel mic so I can actually talk at the same time um, and tell people what I'm doing. And um, yeah, I've got a nice little studio set up now with a proper interface and a mixer and everything. At one point, I thought maybe I should just live stream a little bit of a kind of... Because I was in the loft uh, sorting out some stuff or attic to our, I guess, American listeners. And I was like, I found a bunch of stuff that I forgot I had. I was like, oh, yeah. So I've like tried to bring all my pedals and stuff (laughs) downstairs. So at some point, I should probably just do like a dig through of everything that I've got um, (laughs) and plug up. I've invested in um, to be very, um, to follow the, uh, the crowd on, on Facebook the other day, I put, what are the best shelves for putting pedals on the wall? Yes. Um, and a bunch of people came back with um, these IKEA shelves, which IKEA aren't delivering at the moment, but um, a bunch of people were obviously smart enough to buy the stock and then resell it on various other platforms. Um, so <laughs> I've I've uh, I've bought a bunch of um, pedal shelves so I can have um, some of my pedals out on display as well. I, I can't honestly can't believe that Amy lets me put guitars on the wall and stuff when we live in a one bedroom flat. <laughs> so half the bedroom is my studio and the other half is like, you know, a normal house. I'm like, I'm so glad she's just like happy for me to put a bunch of stuff on the wall. It's <laughs> really ugly for most people to look at. I just don't want to put guitars on the wall in here. Like we've got the space to do it, but Brighton walls are just so bad for actually trying to hang anything on. Like, <laughs> yeah. you you yeah. know, you go to put a nail in and then you hit like one, you try and put it in one place and you just hit, you know, a b- bit of flint that's the size of a football or you go and try to like hammer it in somewhere else and then it's just a wall basically made of table yeah. salt. I think the um, yeah. thing is... Yeah, if definitely I, if, the table salt walls in Brighton. I've had that many a time. Yeah, I just, I, um, I don't trust them to hold any of my guitars. So yeah, I'm not doing that. Basically, if I don't put stuff on the walls, I definitely would have run out of space. I mean, I I have to put like stuff in like my wardrobe, and it's taking up almost as much space as clothes. At some point, I'm like, <laughs> man, I just need a bigger house, <laughs> realistically. Um, but yeah, just trying to make make room for for everything. Yeah, I mean, to put it in perspective, the place is uh, the place. Not actually, the place that I live in now is fine, but where I used to live, where we used to record the podcast. I mean, the building was was like I, I looked it up at one point. It was it, the building was that they started building the square in eighteen oh two, I think it was, or eighteen oh five or something. I mean, that's older than most of the U.S. states. I've just looked it up. Most, <laughs> most of them, like in in eighteen oh three, there was only seventeen states. Like the rest of them have, have the rest of them have turned into America in the time that my old house has been stood. By the seafront. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah it's just so much like p- 
putting stuff on the walls is just an absolute no-go most of the time. Yeah, when they yeah. when they built my house in 1851, they didn't think, you know, someone's going to want to hang an American standard P-Base <laughs> on this wall. Uh, uh, so 1851, California had just been uh, had just been made a state. Sweet, good. So California was made a state in late 1850. Right. So there was a uh, yeah, so you that that was the 31st state. So you've got uh, you you're a little bit little bit later than me. Wait, so there was, what, 20... No, sorry, 19 others that hadn't been made states when this house was built. Yeah. Right, wow, there we go. England's old, isn't it? It's really old. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just a little bit. Well, I'm very much looking forward to you making like ambient videos, Matt. I think that would be be a super cool thing to do. Yeah, sorry, Joe. No, no, you go. I, I just, I really like the idea of, at the moment, you know, there's a lot of crap stuff going on but there's a lot of people that love guitars and this andy guy's like yeah lots of people you know trying to meditate trying to be a bit more you know zen you know just sort of zone out and i'm like doing that to people who also love pedal boards at the same time is like perfect i'm like why wouldn't you so yeah i, I want to kind of do it you know just a little bit more ambient guitar playing for all the people out there that like pedals and want to chill out Absolutely. What a fantastic idea. Now, this uh, this weekend, I decided to try and make some more music uh, with my girlfriend, Emma. We were trying to record a, a record. I definitely, I put some posts on the uh, on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. And I definitely didn't explain myself very well. because so I was like, hey, we made a record and I limited myself to this gear. And so I posted the gear that I limited myself to, which was the my Gibson ES-175, my Gibson SG bass, um, a Game Changer Plus pedal, a 1979 Korg MS-10 synthesizer, and a Line Six Helix. What? But what <laughs> I didn't, what I didn't point out, because it has been, it was pointed out a few times that a Line Six Helix isn't exactly limiting yourself. I was only using it for the Space Echo. Um, so you know that that was all it was there for, just the Space Echo, because I don't have a Space Echo. But I've really enjoyed making some ambient stuff. And do you know what? Actually using the plus pedal again, and I'm sort of layering and layering all these, uh, these, this plus pedal ambience over and over again. That pedal is absolutely, there is nothing like it. There is nothing that comes close to it. Like, you know, I, I was building complicated patches on the Helix a couple of weeks previous to this to basically do the same thing that the Plus pedal does out of the box. You know, it's just an absolutely incredible um, expansive, weird soundscape tool. It's, it's a feel thing, I think, a lot of the times because you've got that piano style sustain yeah. pedal, you know, so it, it it feels a little bit more responsive. It's very um, organic feeling for yeah. something that is essentially like, a, you know, a, a bit of a synth style sound. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think... Um, yeah, they they really and again, you know, if you want to hear the story, join the uh, the Patreon. I, I don't know if we've put that one out yet. Have we? We've put that one out. It comes out with this one, I believe, Matty. Yeah. So um, that's you know that kind of tells you the backstory of it. But yeah, great, hmm. just a great bit of kit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which kind of leads me to the question: I've been thinking, should I get a Space Echo? What are all f- uh, affordable alternatives to a Space Echo? And is it worth getting a Space Echo or should I just, you know, continue to either use a, 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 a model of it on the Helix or, or you know, or should I just ask for my RE20 back off of my keyboard player? Like, that should, is it worth getting a proper one? I kind of feel I want a proper one. What is it for? That is the question. I don't know everything stuff making sounds you know I have a lot of fun with my ES175 admittedly I don't really plug in my lovely tweed Fender Blues Junior anymore I tend to use the Katana which I guess is is not you know a, a, like an actual organic thing but it it sounds incredible I can I cannot get over how good the Katana sounds Get for me, it's it's the RE20 back from your mate. There's no point you buying a proper space echo because you will use it once and then you will not use it. Even Jay, who is the world's biggest proponent of space echoes, 
is trying to sell, I believe, uh, one of his actual space echoes. One, one of, yeah. I mean, that's that's the difference, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> sure, but uh, do you know what I mean? Like you, you, you bang on about the space echo all the time, and the actual one that you've got, the big one in a proper, uh, you know, rack-mounted housing, you're trying to get rid of it because the RE20 is good enough. The RE20 is great, and you know, I, th- I think it is. It's one of those things where it it comes down to. What I always say, which is, is it does it inspire you to play guitar more? Does it inspire you to um, do something that you wouldn't otherwise do? And for a while, mine did, but I'm kind of at a point now where I'm like, actually, I don't know if it does. And I think really what I want to do instead is kind of just buy another guitar. I think that will probably I'll probably get more out of that than um, than owning this Space Echo that I just don't really ever get the best out of um which is you know really really difficult to say because i absolutely love it i love owning it and i I, like as much i think it's uh you've got to be careful that you don't own things for like the ego purposes and like that's kind of what it is for me now is it's like look at this cool thing that i've got and you don't you loser uh, and I'm talking specifically to you, actually, the moment, Joe. So yeah. on that note, Joe, I'm really what I think you should be doing is buying the the best of the Space Echoes is, of course, the uh, the SRE five five five. And um, if you if you're interested, I, I I did see one knocking about the internet for a very reasonable price. <laughs> right, right, I, I, um, I mean, my obviously I have an RE two hundred one, and I <laughs> I would say to be honest. The time has sort of passed for buying an original one because they're so expensive they're secondhand. They're so expensive. Well, you know, I, I, you know so if, you I, wanna, if you want to get a serviced one, 1,200 quid. I mean, I yeah. paid 400 pounds for mine. Yeah, they they are so much money. You're right. Ago. They are about 1,200 quid now. But there are alternatives. T-Rex, do their, the replicators. Do they still? And, I was thinking about it when no, we were... When we, I don't know if they do that anymore. Well, no. no, you can pick them up secondhand, though, but they do tend to go for around 700 pounds, which is quite a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, there are enough WEM copycats kicking around uh, on the internet, but again, they still tend to be a lot of money. Um, <laughs> and all, uh, the solid-state ones aren't too much money. I mean, I've no. got the I've got a Valve one. Yeah. Um, again, something that... It's like, why do I, you know, why do I have this? But um, it's it, the 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 solid state ones aren't too much money. You see them going for like sort of three hundred quid or so, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you can you can definitely get those for. for do you that think kind that's the best cheaper alternative? I definitely it's, want yeah, real it's tape. Not a space I mean, echo. that's the problem. It's do you want a tape echo or do you want a space echo? Space echo has a very very distinctive yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah, I want a space echo. You're right. I, I you know, uh, yeah. Because it's I, part, I mean, part of it's the preamp. You know, part of it's the preamp and the yeah. way that the recording heads work compared to you know because a copycat is a single exactly, and it's the fact that it's multi-head. That's that's what yeah I like. A copycat is joke, Can I just say playback you already own different. an RE20. Just use yeah. that. Yeah, it's definitely the best option. Absolutely yeah. the best option. You are probably you can right. borrow I mean, my. You can like. I'm not using the SRE555. You can just borrow that until it sells. Guitar Nerds is brought to you in association with Faith Guitars. Based right here in the UK, Faith Guitars are designed by British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle, who has been hand-building guitars for decades for some of the biggest names in the business. Founded in 2002, Faith Guitars have been voted the UK's best acoustic guitars five times in a row by both the public and panels of music industry experts, so you can be confident in your new Faith Guitar. Like all quality acoustics, Faith Guitars are made of all solid tone wood, so you can be sure they'll start off sounding great and improve year on year. Faith don't use laminated woods. But you'll be pleased to know that despite the all solid tone woods, the superb specification and handmade construction, Faith Guitars are still affordable, with prices starting at around £450 or $600. US Discover the range at faithguitars.com and then visit one of the many UK or European retailers to try them for yourself. But hold up! If you're in the USA or Canada, you can buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and by using the coupon code NERDS at the checkout, you can get an exclusive 10% discount. So, in the UK and Europe, check out the guitars at your local dealer or faithguitars.com. But for North American listeners, Buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and use the coupon code NERDS for a special 10% off at the checkout. That's USA coupon code NERDS at the checkout. 
Faith Guitars, award-winning acoustics, designed right here in the UK. Ernie Ball is excited to announce that the highly anticipated Volume Pedal Junior Tuner Pedal is here. It's the perfect combination two-in-one pedal offering precise volume control with an enhanced definition digital tuner. The pedal features a fast and accurate chromatic tuner with a graphic volume display that's visually attractive and easy to operate. The large display automatically switches between tuner and volume modes depending on the signal level, allowing players to tune at a minimal volume level. However, other always-on configurations are also accessible via double-tapping the touchscreen. The tuner can be calibrated to a variety of ideal reference pitches, and its compact, rugged design consists of aluminium housing and features a stronger, more durable PVC-coated Kevlar cord, ensuring consistent tension throughout the foot sweep. Available in silver, red, white, and black. Visit ErnieBall.com to learn more. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, no, I specifically has to look the part as well. You know, I'm, I'm just so incredibly vain that it that it can't look 80s. It has to look like an original one. Oh, it has to look it like an original. Cool. No, yeah, but it's 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 you know an 80s one. I, you know, I want it to look old and cool. Do you know what's crazy though? What our RE201 we made from 1977 to 1991. There's so (laughs) many of them out there. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, that's just so bizarre to think that you could walk into a shop in 1991 and still but buy a brand new Why would they ever discontinue it? That just doesn't make sense to me. It's still such an incredible product. It's obviously very popular. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me that you'd even discontinue it. Of course, people want real tape. I guess For the, the same reason that they people didn't still in want Gibson's with hide glue. Yeah, yeah, true. In 1991, we were probably going through something of a, a bit of an interim period. There is, um, there is currently available on the internet to buy a uh, a proper Pete Cornish Tess, the Tape Echo Simulator that he made, which well, is of you course you know what that is, though, don't you? What? That's a modded DD2. Do you do you want to know how much it is going for? I would say I uh, let me put a, a guess at Go on then. I would say sixteen hundred. Two thousand eight hundred and thirty six <laughs> oh pounds. Gosh. That is a lot. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that is an Although awful... I must admit I have a DD two and it is incredible. Because the bizarre thing about the DD two is it's more analogue than it is digital, bizarrely right. enough. Because of the way that the, the, it works and the way it's built, um, and it does have a pati- very, very particular sound, same as the made in Japan DD3s. They have a very, very different sound to um, like a more modern one when the chips changed. So the DD2 is very, very good. But those Pete Cornish ones, he basically, if you open it up, I mean, even look if you look at the knobs, some of them are just clearly a DD2, um, and then he's done a bunch of the Pete Cornish magic dust inside but yeah mega mega expensive yeah crazy expensive um okay, so well, I'll have a think about it so speaking of uh, old stuff and that uh i watched a documentary on zz top this weekend yes you did oh, netflix documentary this yeah weekend. have you seen oh, it no i have not oh mate it is so bloody good it's so good it's super interesting um they all come across as like proper like really good fellas um and yeah it's just it's really really interesting like i hadn't really appreciated you know how long they'd been a band like i knew that i i knew that uh billy gibbs you know you hear about all the story about how billy gibbons old band played with Jimi hendrix like they went on tour with the hendrix experience and like hendrix said that he was a good guitar player and uh like just the the kind of um the the uh, what's the word the like 
they they were like established musicians before they did ZZ Top. The prestige, right, yeah, sorry, that's yeah. the word. The, and um, but the the whole story is wicked. And like they are the they they started in 1970, and it's been the same. Like I mean, there was a couple of people in it before Dusty and um, Frank, uh, but like in 1970 they started they like started playing together, and they've been a band ever since. Like they're the longest running consistent band in the world. I'm like not they've sure been that's for, true. They're, they're the longest running, okay, like big band at least, you know, because I, 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 I Googled it afterwards. There's nobody else who's been going longer than them who are the same members. You know, you've got like the Beach Boys are still touring, but it's just Brian Wilson. And there's like some gospel bands and stuff, but it's like the, the, the Wikipedia page that I found had a band that started in 1939, but it's like there was a child who was singing and still is in this gospel choir. So it's like, that doesn't count. I, in bet, terms of I like, bet our <laughs> listeners can come up with a band that's been a band longer than ZZ Top. The only band that I could get close to were um, Black Sabbath. They were the, and, you know, um, they're, they're, it's, not the original, it's not the original four. Yeah, I mean, ZZ Top is not exactly the original lineup from 1970, though, is it? Yeah. Right, okay, it's those three started. It's in those three, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. It's Billy, Dusty, and Frank. They've been in the band since 1970. It's crazy. I'm going to make it my mission this week to prove you wrong. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to be proven wrong. But <laughs> Classic Packham. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah I've, absolutely. There must be someone who's been playing longer than that. I'm going to look. And in of terms course- yeah, oh, no, sorry, go on. No, no, no. It's just it's it's really interesting, and it's uh yeah the the documentaries it's really well shot. The story's really well told, and uh, I'd absolutely recommend it to anybody. There's like a bit of playing in there as well. They're stood in this rehearsal room with like Billy Gibbons is in front of like fifteen magnetones, and um, <laughs> I just the the, you... the whole thing was just it was wicked. It was really really worth a watch. I definitely recommend it. And really if you want to, if you want to hear a few details as well, and and actually some some things that occurred in that documentary as well, then a, a few weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, on our Friday special, um, oh, we did have Thomas yeah. Nilton from yeah. Cream Tea Pickups, who makes the uh, the Biddy Gibbons whisker bucker, and in fact, very much Biddy Gibbons is is kind of responsible for that company existing in any way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, tune into that Friday special because Thomas Nelson has some really interesting stories about him and Billy Gibbons and how the whole thing started. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I totally didn't even make that connection, but yeah, of course. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, Matt, I interrupted you. Oh, then. I was going to say what's really bizarre about that, and this is the second time ZZ Top's been brought up today for a different reason. I had a dream last night that I met Billy Gibbons. <laughs> And it totally didn't come into my space until my other colleague mentioned something about ZZ Top. And I was like, you know, when you just have these bizarre, like, your brain obviously just clicks. And I was like, I had a dream last night I met Billy Gibbons. And I was like, I haven't even watched the documentary. They haven't even been on my radar. And then you just mentioned it then. I'm like, this is this is some weird stuff going on right now. Billy the Gibbons glitch, is obviously trying to contact me. Yeah, he's obviously trying to, like, reach reach me for some reason. Um, right. Jay, I just thought of a really obvious one. Rolling Stones. 1962. Not the ori- no, not an original band. Not- they changed guitarist twice. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, I mean, primarily. they've changed. They've changed, they've changed the lineup. Since, okay. They've changed. They've changed the lineup since uh, since ZZ Top established their lineup. Fine. So it needs to be someone with all original members. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Just a band that has been playing as a con- a coherent unit for longer than ZZ Top have. Okay, I would say up until a couple of years ago when. Uh, a couple of them had died. The Monkees would be a good example of that. 1966, they were together, uh, always the same lineup. Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> they didn't. The same. That changes. wasn't. They they die. The um, the they two of them uh, are dead. One of them died maybe five years ago. And yeah, I, think one I died see. Last I'm pretty. Year or I'm, something. Yeah, yeah. No, no, completely. I I agree with you, but I don't think anybody has been. I don't know if they did it for 50 years. Yeah, I'm trying to have a look. Yeah, anyway, you guys keep talking. I'm going to... I really, really... There must be... ZZ Top cannot be the answer to this. That's what I'm saying. Why not? Because I just feel like it can't be. There must be an older original lineup band. I'm going to find out. Anyway, whilst uh, whilst Mark <laughs> does that, I am going to move us on to some more guitar nerdy things. Last week was the first in, um, in what would be three weeks of a guitar nerd... Got it. Nerd's Beating him. Mi- 
Golden Earring, the uh, <laughs> Dutch rock band uh, famous for uh, Radar Love of 1973. Uh, all well, all the members have been in it. Uh, well, put it this Here way. Here we go. Put well, it, put uh, it this way. Uh, the the uh, they've had the same lineup since 1970. Because uh, the last member who's currently in the band joined in 1970, but the three other members, the uh, vocalist, guitar player, and bass player, have been in it since 1961. But the current bass player joined Cur- in 1970. Current drummer joined in 1970. Right. Okay. Do you do you know what month? I'm just going to look for the month. <laughs> Hang on. This is this is ridiculous. Golden earring cannot be a more legitimate answer to this question it than can. ZZ Top. Radar loves an absolute tune. I have no idea what that is. Well, that's because you're uncultured. Right, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, whilst you guys look up the months, um, <laughs> last week we had uh, <laughs> we had the first of our Guitar Nerds weekly mini quiz, um, where we we challenged just one nerd host every week last week we challenged mark packham hello now mark packham was able to choose his uh his three rounds and answer three questions in each of those rounds a total of just nine questions however um as he answered questions that would was eliminating them from the uh from the potential questions that can be asked to the other hosts so this week um mark what do you think i should do here do you think i should go for jay because he was the second closest on the random thing or should i ask a new random question no i think jay needs to uh go next i think that's how we talked okay. about it and by the way the okay. moody blues 1966 was the uh last time they had a member join um so yeah the moody blues beat out zz top by four years do they still play? They do. All three uh, members. None of them are original members, but they the the latest one of them joined was 1966. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Well. Anyway. <clears throat> so. Um, so for this quiz uh, last week. Mark managed to answer all the questions in the Strat category, eliminating the Stratcaster category, meaning that Jay cannot rely on that. So, Jay has a choice of the following ca- categories to choose from. The Rolling Stones, there are two rounds in that one, if he should choose, or he can just have one. Electro Harmonics, now Mark did answer one of the rounds from there, so there's only one round left from Electro Harmonics, so if Jay chooses that, Matt will not have an Electro Harmonics round next week. Uh, Retro Twangers is another one of the options, and Vintage Amplification. So that again is the Rolling Stones, Electro Harmonics, Retro Twangers, or Vintage Amplification. Uh, You're going to be asked three rounds, J-Cross, so you just need to tell me what first one you want to go through from that selection. Uh, I totally forgot about this, and I had said to myself that I was going to do some uh, revising, Uh and uh, uh I didn't because I completely forgot about it. So uh, let's... Let's go with thanks. Thanks for reassuring me. Um, let's go with um, vintage amplification. Vintage amplification. Very yeah, well. Yeah. Why He's not? Going, why not? Why, why not? Why not? Indeed. Okay. So you've got three questions then in the vintage amplification round. Question one: What country were Selma amps originally based? Uh, the UK. That is correct. Well done. And he's off to a flying start um, with one out of three questions correct. The second question then in the vintage amplification round, what British amp manufacturer became arguably more famous for an early floor-based effect instead? Uh, Vox? What British amp manufacturer became arguably more famous for an effect pedal, a floor-based effect, instead In, instead of what? Of an, of, of an amp. It oh. became more famous uh, for, for an effect than, than an amp, even though it was an amp brand. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I misunderstood the question. Thanks yeah, for no, I, yeah, that's why I repeated it. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, this seemed unfair. Have to take your first answer. Uh, it's um, the uh, the fuzz thing. It's a fuzz, and <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, it's Vox. Yes, yeah, Vox. The Vox fuzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't do anything after that. I don't think. 
Pretty sure okay. they just made the fuzz. Yeah, yeah, the fox, the fuzz. Well, this is quite embarrassing because it is, of course, the Wem Watkins copycat. Despite being an incredibly popular app brand, they sold more units of the copycat than anything else. Copycat's they did, not a floor unit. Well, it's it's an effects pedal. No, it's, no, it's not. I, I I mean, yes, it is. It has. It no, comes it's from not. a foot switch. It's not a floor unit. <laughs> it's not a floor unit. I mean, excuse me. Is... No, no, no. I'm not having this, mate. No, what are you no, talking no, about? You get, you get what are you talking point? about? It's not. Half. That's not a. That's not a effects pedal. It's not a floor unit. It, it have you, Joe? Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a tape echo? Do you know what they look like? They don't look like the RE20. They sit on top. It's a. It's a freestanding box. It's not a. It's not a floor unit. Yeah, and then you can stand on it. It's like a wedge for your foot, so you can. No, I see. I, I, I personally, I think you should. I think you should admit that you were wrong and give me the point. But I, you know, I, that's, I I'll let so. you do what you need to do. No, Where, no, no, no that's to totally fine. I tell you what. I tell you what. I will give you a different question, seeing as uh, seeing as you were so unhappy with that one. That's that's not a problem. I don't mind doing that. Um, so uh, I'll ask you the, your second question again. <clears throat> what amp did Vox release in 1959 to compete with the Fender Twin? The AC30. That is correct. Yeah. Two out of three, and he's off to a an absolute flying the, start. Have you heard their fuzz though? Very good. <laughs> okay, and the third question in uh, in your first round here: <clears throat> Tweed is a popular finish. The term tweed was coined by Leo Fender on his original tweed series, but this is in fact a misnomer. Tweed, as we all well know, is a coarse woolen fabric. What is the fabric actually used? What is the fabric actually... What is the the name of the fabric that's used on tweed amps? Uh... Because it's not tweed. Tweed is wool. It's completely different. It doesn't look anything. Oh like. right. So so you're saying what material? It's it, it's not. You're saying what is the name? It's the pattern and the material. It has a name. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, uh, plastic. It's twill. Twill is the name oh, of okay. the of the of the fabric and design. I don't know why we didn't end up calling them twill amps. I mean, it's got a lovely a lovely ring to it, but uh, but un- unfortunately we didn't. Okay. okay. So there we are. That's uh, that's the end of round one. You've done well. Two out of three, and you've got two more rounds to go. So you can, of course, um, choose. Uh, you can choose now from electro harmonics, retro twangers, or the Rolling Stones. Um, let's do. Uh, electroharmonics. Wonderful. Okay, electroharmonics. Here we go. First question for electroharmonics round. Jay Cross. What is the name of electroharmonics first pedal? The uh the um uh the it's the LPB the LPB one. That is correct. Yeah. The linear power booster one. Um, it, it is indeed their first pedal. Well done, J Cross. Oh, he's he's flying. He's you flying. Thought was, you thought I was going to say Big Muff, didn't you? Well, you know, I didn't. I didn't know. Anyway, second <laughs> question. <clears throat> um, name electro harmonics complex looping and multi-track overdubbing pedal. Uh, they do a few. Well, name one. The <laughs> forty-four hundred. That 44,000. Is... 44,000. That is not the one I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, I don't think that is uh, right, is it? Uh, Wait, the... what, what was the question? Multi track loopers. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, the 4400 for... is a looper. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The 4400. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I... I had the 2880 down. I forgot they did that other one. They but did, they, they did I, more I, than one, yeah. I'm going to give you that point. I'm going to give you that okay, point. Okay, thanks. last question in this round. This quiz is going incredibly. <laughs> Name the three Wait, controls. No, it's not. It's the 45,000. Right, well. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, no, you no. can't have that. You can't come on. It's out. It's out. What do you mean, out? I'm out. That is, that's <laughs> been done only to save Joe Bratton's face. No, which is cool. Which has got. Hold a lot on. Of... Hold on. Let, let's let's. Uh, even though I'm the one potentially losing out here, twenty 
20... 22,500. 22, no, 22,500. They've got yeah. really tough names. Is it, yeah, 22,500 is one. 45,000. With 720 and 95. So none right. of those are 44,000 or 44,000, whatever you No, is not a current one anymore. That discontinued. So oh, I, That was their first one. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why, the way I have that one. That's why I have that one, because I was reading the history oh, of electroharmonics. Oh, the sorry. First one. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, what was their first multi-track? Yeah, Anyway, the next question for you is, name the three controls on a Big Muff. Uh, the three controls on a big muff are um, volume, tone, and uh, I don't know. I don't think it's gain. Is it gain? Volume, tone, and gain. Is that your final answer? Oh, I don't like when he steps in because he knows <laughs> he knows the answer. Uh, f- um, I'm gonna have to hurry you. Yeah, I I don't know volume tone and gain. Unfortunately, no. It is volume tone and sustain. Sustain, of course it is. Yes, what of Wally? Of course it is. Yeah. Well, don't worry. You did very well, nonetheless. Um, there's one more round, Jay Cross. Yeah. So you have now eliminated all of the electroharmonics questions. Yeah. Your round choices are as follows: the Rolling Stones or Retro Twangers. Uh, and what was Retro Twangers? That's like down electro guitars and stuff. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know anything about the Rolling Stones because I didn't watch your video. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, um, it, well, there's a really easy way to get with the questions right next week, Matt. <laughs> I know. And I'll still probably forget. <laughs> okay, so Jay, you're uh, going for retro twangers. Yeah, yes? retro twangers. Okay, fine. First question. <clears throat> Considering Fender's Bass 6 came out in 1961, when did Dan Electro release their six-string bass? Uh, 1963? Unfortunately, no. It was 1956. They were, in fact, the first company to oh. ever introduce a, uh, a, a bass six. Um, ahead of the curve. wasn't very popular, though. Okay. Uh, but then neither was the bass six, I guess, at the time. Uh, question two. What is the material primarily used as to, to build Dan Electro guitars? Uh, uh, some sort of plastic composite. Um, I don't know how specific I need to be. You can name it. Plastic? No, it's in fact masonite. Oh, um, okay. Which is more like a type of MDF. Oh, okay. Than a plastic. And the third question in Retro Twangers um, is what was the range of guitars known as released by Dan Electro that include the electric sitar. So I want the range name that include the electric sitar. Uh oh I, I I've got I don't think I I don't think I've got any idea on that. Maybe no, I should have gone with Rolling Stones. That, uh, that... Keith Richards. <laughs> uh, the answer was coral, the famous coral range. Okay, uh, but but yes, that that definitely was the hardest one in that question round. Well, unfortunately, no no correct answers in retro twangers. But fear not, Jay, because you you got two questions uh, in the vintage uh, amp round, and you managed one in the electro harmonics round. Well, one and a half, I'd say, giving you a total of three, which is half, the yeah. exact. Same amount of correct questions that Mark. Oh no, Mark got four. Yes, Mark got four. Yeah, but he had, so... he had the easy one, so you get a, right. a point. It's like golf, isn't no, it? You no, get no. handicap. That's not how it works. I won. I think it's I how it works. That's the, what. Uh, that's that's I... how we discussed. That was how we discussed it. It's, it's like golf. I Mark gets a two point handicap. I get a one point handicap, and then Matt doesn't get any points. I won handicap. the thing at the start. That means that I get the advantage. So there I we go. So. I don't. I don't remember that. I've got to be honest. Neither do I. It was a week ago. To be honest, so much is going on at the moment. <laughs> I literally have no idea what happened last week. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, well, um, we, we should we, let's continue and do some news. I don't think we're going to have time for questions this week, but we're going to do a little bit of news. What's going we, on, Matt? I was going to say, why don't we just do the questions? Do you, uh, why, don't, why, why don't we get? You know, we need we need some news. 
In fact, if we really wanted to do a piece of news, we could do an absolutely, completely piece of hot news right off the press within the last nine minutes. Really? Well, okay. Uh, let uh, me just play the news jingle before you go into it. Here it is. News. Shall I go? Who has yeah, a, yeah. Who has a marketing embargo of 2pm on a Monday? No. <laughs> PT, which I don't know where that is in America, uh, it is lunchtime, and Strymon have just announced. Oh, they've the announced. Com- okay, the Compadre, um, which is their new. They they actually said I was Jay. While you're answering questions, I turned down my mic again and turned up the live stream that they have going right now. They are saying this is the pedal for the first in your chain that you should never turn off. Uh, this is their dual VCA compressor. The um, the compadre looks very cool. Obviously, um, I think a few people had guessed that that was probably coming because they discontinued the OB one. Um, Kenobi. I think what last month month before uh, just looking at the picture here so you basically have a compressor and a boost so the compressor is a parallel compressor studio type or a kind of modern uh, pedal type they're calling it squeeze or studio where you've got a dry level and a um, effects level and then a compression amount and then you've got a single boost control uh, the boost EQ is treble mid or flat um, dual voice compressor and boost. So yes, designed to be their make gooder. Um, someone's even demoing it live right now on Strowman, uh, Strowman's website. Um, why don't we just tune straight into that for the podcast? Oh, no, that make <laughs> terrible radio. Um, but yeah, so there we have it. The Strowman compadre. I'd imagine two nine nine. That's my guess. They haven't announced prices. It's not on any dealer websites. Obviously, it's literally come in within the last. Um, sort of nine minutes. What does the um, um, what does the expression pedal in do? So I see they've got it hooked up to an expression pedal. I have absolutely no uh, idea. Uh, c- c- features dedicated VCA for its level control and volume pedal input. Just connect any TRS expression pedal, and you've got a premium VCA based volume pedal. Oh, that's interesting. Um, what, what does, does that, that mean? Do I'm guessing it's supposed to be like an active. It'd be like having an active volume pedal, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. oh, in fact, they, they describe it here. No chance for scratchy pots, impedance issues, or tone suck that can affect some other volume pedals. So, yeah, basically, the, the idea of this is kind of one-stop shop for any volume-based stuff. I guess you've got compression, Ooh. you've got like a decent volume pedal in there, um, and the boost as well. This seems like a really cool thing. Like like you say, Matt, very much front of the chain. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, two distinct compression circuits with a uh, super clean boost. And then I'm also, yeah, connect an expression pedal. And then you can also add the mini switch or the multi switch plus to recall your favorite settings, um, which is quite cool. Um, Wow. And then integrate Compadre into a MIDI pedal board using our MIDI expression cable and add up to 300 presets. (laughs) Of course. Um, What I really want is 300 presets of compression. (laughs) Um, The only problem I've got potentially is the volume pedal has to go at the front of your chain, which is a bit rubbish if you're running it into some drive pedals. Um, because you want the drive after. I would have the volume after because I don't want to affect the amount of volume going into my gain. I'd rather affect the volume going the end of the game so you don't affect the actual drive amount but overall i would say the fact that you've got midi compression and boost um there are actually some advantages to that in fact if you use a switcher like an es8 you could actually have preset volume amounts for different patches um if you really wanted to so you can have a boost automatically switch in for example and stuff like that Mm. yeah i think that you could even create you could if you wanted to get totally mad, um, you could even create things like tremolo and stuff like that. If you um, had, you know, like a expression pedal that had like an auto up down, for example, like in something like an ES8, yeah, you could create a, a bias tremolo by literally um, Just turning automatic. the volume up and down. <laughs> turning Wait, the volume up you, and down. When you say auto up and down on the ES8 with the with a volume pedal, can you? basically create a sequence there's there's a internal expression pedal within the es8 that you can set send out over midi or via an analog 
expression out. Um, so I've done it in the past where controlling, I've gone expression out into a DM2 and then used the external expression pedal in the ES8 to then manually ramp up and down the um, the delay time. So one, you can oh, set nice. a button between two different delay times. Can you, so you can, can you do that on a sequence though, or is it literally just two points and it... It's just two points right. and it goes... But can you uh, set how long it takes to travel between yes. those two points? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you basically could create a tremolo. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. very cool. This is a very cool product. Yeah, I like yeah, it a lot. I'm into it. Um, I, think, I think the compression side of things at the beginning, I think having a couple of different types of compression, I think is really, really handy. Um, yeah, and then plus, yeah, the the independent boost and everything. Yeah, I think this is a nice upgrade to the uh, the OB one. Yeah, absolutely, and that was a fantastic compressor anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's going to be. I mean, it's obviously going to have all that sort of precise uh, Strymon engineering. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a, a great little pedal. Looking forward to uh, locking out of the podcast recording and then listening to some demos. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, on on that note, that uh, does pretty much bring us to the end of uh, this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Uh, you can also find that in the description of this podcast. This week on Patreon, Matt and I will be continuing our uh, journey into the pedals that made us, uh, talking about more and more modern uh, things each week. And you can become a, a Patreon supporter for as little as $1 a month. Um, and you get to enjoy this episode ad-free and early uh, for that. There's also a 5 and $10 tier. At the $5 tier, you get the extra episode every week, plus access to our entire back catalogue, as we said at the top end of this podcast. Almost 500 episodes in a, in the back catalogue um, across all the series that we've run. And at the $10 tier, you get to become an executive producer and enjoy all these benefits, plus the prestigious honour of having your name featured in our podcast outro song. You can follow us on all the major social platforms with at Guitar Nerds and join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. Thank you very much for tuning in. Let's all go and uh, and check out this new Strymon pedal. And we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye-bye. Bye. Ridge Creswell and Joe Hubbard, Sean Hughes and Michael